You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 3, Episode 45. As Andy has band practice tonight, and I am going to rip a solo podcast. It's a tough one for Andy to miss, though, because the Rangers did make some moves today, and they got a big win last night against the Ducks. And I got a story I want to start off the podcast with. Um, I mean, it's nothing crazy, but uh, Andy and I were walking through Times Square today, and we just so happened to cross paths with Barry Trotz who is the New York Islanders coach. So we said hi to Barry and uh, gave us a little nice little nod back. It kind of happened so quickly and you're, you're kind of just shocked to see uh, him walking in midtown Manhattan at that time, you know, in the middle of the day. You don't have no idea what he's doing because the NHL offices moved downtown. So it's not uh, it's not like you see those guys anymore really walking around that area. Um, even the NHL stores down there. So, yeah, it's just uh, uh, it was a fun little Fun little story. Saw Trotz. He's as he's as tall as he is wide. Um, there still is no neck in person. Uh, you know he, he is a unique looking guy, but he's one of the best coaches. Uh, you know in the National Hockey League, without a doubt, if not the best coach. Um, you know probably over the last fifteen years. So uh, it was cool seeing him uh, walking by, and you know I, I would chirp him. You know as a Rangers fan, would you? It, but it's like weird, you know, he's a minor league hockey coach. So it's at the end of the day, is it really worth chirping the Islanders? That's even recognizing that they're relevant in this city. And uh, yeah, so, you know, it was nice to see him. It is what it is. Gave him a little nod. He gave one back. Nice guy. Um, tough year for them. You know, uh, again, it's just one of those uh, things where you're you, you like to see the New York Islanders fail and kind of fall flat in their face. I know. I kind of pumped them up in the beginning of the season. I had to. It was something, you know, that I had to do personally in order for them to fail because whatever I root for ends up like the opposite happens. So if I root for the Islanders to, you know, predict them to win the Stanley Cup, they'll miss the playoffs. So, you know, you can thank me for the Islanders shitty season. So I'll let you take this moment right now to thank me. You're welcome. So. 
let's get down to, uh, let's get, you know, let's actually, let's talk about the game last night and then we'll get into uh, the moves that the Rangers made. Huge win against the Ducks. Uh, you know, it was going to be an emotional night. Zegris, who's the face of the Ducks and, you know, one of their up and coming stars. He comes to the Garden. He grew up a Rangers fan. He's from Bedford, New York, which is Westchester. And I don't know. I, I thought, you know, you just expect them, a player like that, to do exactly what every other player has done in the past and just put up, you know, two or three goals and just have themselves a night. And, you know, it's so emotional. I came here as a kid, blah, blah, blah. I can't believe I scored a goal or two or three. And now I have a hat trick at the Garden. But that wasn't the case. Uh, the New York Rangers, you know, they, it was a hard-fought battle. You know, the Ducks are one of those teams. Again, like the Stars, a desperate team from the West that are still involved in the playoff hunt that need to win games. And you know they're going to put forth their best effort every single night. And that's exactly what happened. You had, uh, you know, Gibson had a solid night, you know, stopped 31 shots. You knew he was going to play well. And, and, you know, it is what it is for the New York Rangers. They got a huge win at home against a tough team and that's pretty much it like there, there's no uh there's nothing to really you know harp on here and you know you're just happy that the rangers were able to pick up two points and you know now they're still tied with the penguins in terms of points look at look at the standings here but they uh they played one less game so the rangers right now are in second place in the metro they control their own destiny, so if they win that extra game, they technically would be ahead of Pittsburgh. And I believe if they tie in points, that the Rangers would end up with the tiebreaker since they have more regulation wins. I'm pretty sure that's the first tiebreaker. I could be wrong. It might be head-to-head, but I don't think it is. I do believe it's regulation wins, which is the only motivation for teams not to go into overtime. It's to win the game in regulation. So Rangers, uh, right now, they have that. Uh, they're 38, 17, and 5. The Pittsburgh Penguins are 36, 16, and 9. So the Rangers having two more regulation wins than Pittsburgh. Uh, that's, you know, at the pace this season's going, that might be the final factor in deciding who gets the uh, uh, that second seed and who gets the third seed, which I don't know how important it is looking at the New York Rangers. I mean, they certainly have played well at home. They're 25 and three on the road. They're 18, 12 and two. And, you know, it's nothing, you know, uh, it's, it's nothing to be, you know, upset about. You know, it, it is what it is. The Rangers are a slightly better team at home than they are away, which I feel like in the past, though, has not been the case. So Rangers usually have been a very good road team and have struggled on home ice. Pittsburgh on the road is 19, seven and four. Better road team than they are a home team, ironically. Uh, at home, they're 17, 9, and 5. So something to keep keep in mind, I guess, as the playoffs uh, approach here. Middle March, can't believe it. So, uh, yeah, a game against the Ducks, you know, right off the bat, you see, you know, uh, Brody, Johnny Brzezinski gets his first as a New York Ranger, assisted by Heedle, which, you know, it's nice to see Heedle contributing a little bit. I, obviously, it's it's not much, and you know, it's not like he's scoring goals, but he's got three assists in the last five games. It's nice just to see him on the score sheet. You know, hopefully that builds a little confidence, and and he can continue to chip in every other game or so. And you know, and an apple's an apple. It means a goal is scored. So I'll take any production from Heedle right now because we desperately need it on the third line, which is you know probably uh, we'll talk about this later. But that was obviously. 
Jury's first thought is to, uh, you know, beef up that bottom six. Um, Schneider, five assists on the year. You know, what can you say about this kid? He's been, you know, a godsend since he stepped in. Uh, then Comtois, he ties it up, 1-1. I have to mention his name uh, because it's pretty funny. And if you don't think it's funny, then you're wrong. And then we have, uh, you know, Mika, uh, Mika, you know, scores a big goal, assisted by Panarin, who's got, I think, 55 assists in, on the year so far. Uh, he's got eight points in his last two games. Panarin is just red hot right now. And, you know, this is exactly what the Rangers have always lacked, right? They've lacked their all-stars playing like all-stars. Right now they have Mika, you know, they have uh, Panarin, and they have Fox on fire. Chris Kreider scores the goal, uh, the tying goal when, to make it 3-3 again. Power play goal. He's got 39 goals on the season, 11 shy of 50. Can he do it? It would be so Chris Kreider-esque if he misses the 50-goal mark and ends up with like 48 or 49. Right? It would just be comical. Uh, but right now he's on pace for it. I think he could do it. Uh, you know, I, I think this game really shows you how important a power play is. You know, you fall 3-2 in the third period. You know, it, it, it's a tight game as it is. You know, Gibson's playing solid. It's just one of those things where you saw as many shots as the Rangers had. I mean, I had to work last night, so I got to listen to to it on the radio. And you just see, like, every shot you hear, oh, it hits his gut. You know, he absorbs it into his belly. You know, that's great and all, but, you know, the quality shots are low. A good goalie like Gibson is going to make those saves. And, you know, here we are, you know, uh, on a power play, and Chris Kreider responds after the Rangers give up that, uh, you know, that third goal to the, the Ducks to fall behind. And, you know, that's exactly what you expect. You know, big players to step up in big moments. You have a power play. And, you know, this power play for the New York Rangers, this might be a bold statement. But this is the best power play I, I maybe I've seen in my lifetime. Like, no joke. This is the best power play. I, I, easily, since Lundqvist has been a New York Ranger, this is the best. And now he's gone. This is the best power play I've seen. I can't think of any other year where the Rangers were this consistent. And, you know, I once was taught that a power play is just to gain momentum. That's what a successful power play is, right? Realistically, you're only going to score, let's just say you're a middle-of-the-pack team that scores on 25% of your power plays. So the odds are you're not going to score. But there's other things that you can do to put yourself in a better position after those two minutes, and that's to gain momentum, right? Put pressure, gain momentum, wear that other team down, get shots, you know, make the goalie work and move. That, there's a lot of things you can do on the power play. And, you know, successful power plays, they do that even when they don't score. And the New York Rangers are able to do that. They have successful power plays. They they get shots on goal. They get rebounds. You see how important it is to have a net front presence. Finally, Kreider has kind of figured it out and has become probably the best net front presence in the league. You know, which ironically, you know, Pavelski is uh who we played the other night and scored a goal, you know, is uh is you know historically one of the best guys to ever be able to tip a puck. I mean, it's it's unbelievable what that guy's been able to do in the career he's had tipping pucks in and just, you know, being that, you know, alpha. Chris Kreider, what can you say? 39 goals, 11 shy of 50. This is exactly what the New York Rangers need. It's performances like this is the reason why we're in second place in the Metro and, you know, probably going to be a playoff team. And not only just a playoff team, a playoff team that could possibly have home ice advantage. Now, it doesn't mean we can coast here. 
you know, he's got to continue to do this the rest of the season. He's got to continue to do this into the postseason. And it's imperative for players like Kreider and Fox and Panarin and Mika to not slow down, to keep going and, you know, take this team, you know, take this momentum and this team into the playoffs with a swagger and, you know, don't shut down. Don't, you know, cower down to a physical, a more physical game in the playoffs, you know, counter that punch. You know, you got guys like Reeves and Truba and now Schneider's now in the lineup that can, you know, really be a force in the playoffs and use their bodies and, you know, win, you know, loose puck scrums along the boards and the clutching and grabbing is going to be called less frequent. And, you know, you need guys like that to step up. And, you know, if Mika and those guys continue the offensive production and our role players, you know, do their job and continue to grind out shifts and periods. And, you know, that's exactly what the Rangers will need in order to beat Pittsburgh in the first round or, you know, heaven forbid they fall to a wild card spot and, and Washington leapfrogs them, then, you know, we're going to have our hands full and you're going to have to play a grittier game against, you know, a Carolina Hurricanes or a Florida Panthers or Tampa Bay, whoever ends up in that first first place. And it depends, obviously, where Boston would finish also. So, yeah, I, again, uh, Let's talk about the end of the game, 55 seconds into overtime. Adam Fox scores, you know, off the Mika's, uh, uh, Temi Pernarin pass, and Mika's advantage also got an assist there, too. But, you know, it's just you know, to see those guys score a big overtime goal, you know, after a road trip that the Rangers certainly weren't proud of, to get a nice, energetic home win, you know, in front of the home crowd, the place was buzzing. You know, that's got to feel good. And hopefully it, you know, puts them in a position right now mentally to, uh, you know, kind of get the job done the rest of those, this month. I mean, I, I we mentioned this before, but the schedule just, just does not get easier, right? You have, uh, I'm recording this on Wednesday. You have the Islanders tomorrow at home, which is going to be a very tough game. Uh, you know, Barry Trotz, I think, he, I, I think he was in the direction heading to the M&M store. So hopefully he's, you know, all sugared up. He's going to be, you know, ready for that game. You know, hopefully you can get a win over them. And then you have for the weekend, maybe the toughest weekend in the NHL for any team. You have the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Carolina Hurricanes on the road. You know, God bless you. You know, it, it, that's, that's a tough weekend right there. And, you know, Andy and I have stressed so much that, you know, it's just not about it's not about winning those games. It's about showing up and battling. That's exactly what the Rangers need to do. The next three games are so important that, you know, the Rangers just can't have, they can't have a mental lapse, right? They can't have a period where they fall down 3 nothing and then finish the game 5-3. They can't, you can't have that. You know, it's not about just battling back. It's put together 60 minutes of good hockey. And if you do that, you know, then it's a toss-up. You know, these are really good hockey teams. These are teams that are going to be competing for a Stanley Cup. You got to be competitive. And the Rangers right now, you know, they're getting guys to buy into this. Let's let's work as hard as we possibly can. Let's create turnovers. Let's, you know, move our bodies along the boards, you know, and create, you know, uh, turnovers and 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 draw penalties and and then let their special teams take care of the rest. So you know, I think the Rangers are in a good spot, but they're sure, certainly going to be tested here. They have the Islanders, they have Tampa, they have Carolina back to back. Then they have the New Jersey Devils, which obviously is going to be, you know, uh, they're on the road. 
that place is going to be buzzing. It's going to be full of Ranger fans, but it's still going to be buzzing. And then they get a couple days off, and they play the Pittsburgh Penguins at home. Huge game. Biggest game of the year. Then they have the Buffalo. I'm going to finish March. I haven't caught my drift here. Then they have the Buffalo Sabres at home on Sunday, which Buffalo has been playing a lot better as of late. And they're another team that, you know, yeah, they had a rough start. Yeah, they shed the distraction of Eichel. You know, they took care of business against Eichel. And, you know, they're one of those teams that they're going to play spoiler down the line. They're playing for each other and they're just going to be a tough team to beat. And, you know, the New York Rangers are going to have to bring their A game once again to play that team. And guess, you know, that that game is sandwiched between two Pittsburgh games. So if you don't think Buffalo is probably going to win that game, you're out of your damn mind. If I'm a betting man, you bet Buffalo. The Rangers are going to be off an emotional game against Pittsburgh. A look ahead game, Pittsburgh again on Tuesday. Then they play back to back. Um, from Pittsburgh, they go into Detroit and play the Detroit Red Wings, who you know have been playing you know pretty good hockey. You know they have a you know a lot to write home about. So yeah, it's a it's going to be the last half of March is going to be absolutely it's going to be a gauntlet to get through these games. And you know if the Rangers can just hang on, they got to split with Pittsburgh because they lost the last game against them. They got to split here with Pittsburgh. They got to get one of uh, the Tampa Bay or the Carolina games. They got to get at least two out of three against the Detroit Red Wings, uh, Buffalo Sabres, and the Devils, and they have to win tomorrow against the Islanders at home. You can't let the Islanders come into Madison Square Garden and beat you. That's just unacceptable. If you're a playoff team, you know you don't lose those games. You know, get up, get energized, and let's you know let's get to work, boys. The NHL season has been packed with dirty dangles, hat tricks, and big wins. As the action rolls on, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has your shot to win big too. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right. A bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, bet $1 on any NHL team, and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 or older, restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So. The uh, the New York Rangers made a trade, fourth round pick going to the Florida Panthers, and the New York Rangers acquire Vetrano. I think it's a great pick. Uh, you know, f- for me, Vetrano is listed as a center. You know, on on cat friendly, he's listed as a left wing, right wing. I think he's a perfect fit for the New York Rangers. He's got one. This is the final year on his contract. He's unrestricted free agent. And, uh, you know, I, I really do think that the Rangers needed to upgrade in their bottom six. And, you know, I, I'm Andy, you know, obviously can't make the make the, uh, the podcast. I did ask him for his thoughts on the trade because Andy, you know, this is this is Andy's bread and butter. I feel like he lives for the trade deadline. He loves the action. Uh, the Rangers finally made a move. And of course, he has banned practice. So. Um, I'm, I'm going to read what he wrote, uh, cause I think it sums up the New York Rangers move perfectly. So Andy states true trade for jury. 
The Cats needed to shed some uh, cap space, assuming for Giroux, which I definitely agree with. I do think that the Panthers are going to, you know, go after Giroux here. And despite his and despite his talent level, Vetrano's $2.5 million is a bit too much for other teams to add right now. Again, Rangers are in a very good spot. Luckily, the Rangers have an extra have the extra space space right now, and Vetrano is in the final year of his contract. He brings an element to the Ranger that the Rangers currently lack, foot speed and volume shooting. Despite being that much of a needle mover, he is a clear upgrade over the players like Hunt, McKeg, Rebo, Rooney, so he instantly helps the Rangers' bottom six depth. Bingo. It's unclear he didn't write bingo. I said bingo because that's exactly what I thought once I saw the trade. It's unclear whether Drury will go after a bigger fish before the deadline, but in a lot of ways, it makes sense to add back-breaking contracts like Vitrano, Domi, Lekkanen, etc., and save your prime assets for the offseason when there will be a far more when there will be far more teams willing to move on from their top talent. Now, I mean, I think you couldn't even say it better yourself, Andy. Uh, you know, it's just it makes the most sense. The Rangers needed a guy like this that can fill in bottom six. You kind of can plug them anywhere. Uh, he's a guy that's been around the league for a bit. He's 28 years old. Uh, you know, you know, I don't know Uh, for, for me right now, do I think this is the last move the Rangers make? I, I don't think so. Is it a great move that the Rangers made? I really do. I mean, you gave up a fourth round pick to get a, you know, an upgrade in your bottom six that you desperately needed. I mean, how many times have we spoken on the podcast that the New York Rangers needed to do something about their bottom six? They needed more guys to contribute. This is exactly, you know, what this guy does. And it's funny, uh, Andy goes, of course, you know, he scores a big OT winning game, uh, OT goal to win the game and he gets straight to the next day. So, um, you know, it'll be nice for, you know, Vetrano to play in front of a home crowd for once and get out of Florida and, and uh, you know, play for, uh, you know, a playoff team. And, you know, I know he left, Florida, who has, you know, probably favored to win the the East, but, you know, the New York Rangers are, you know, right there, you know, he's going to be a piece that makes us competitive against the teams like the Florida Panthers, the Tampas, the Carolinas, the Penguins. So, you know, he's a key piece. Uh, Next up, I don't know what's going to happen. I do think, though, that maybe around the league, some teams that are in maybe uh, cap crunch, you know, Maybe they have another bottom six player that's making a little too much money for them so they can't acquire their big time asset. You know, I would be mind giving a third round pick or a fifth round pick to to bring in more depth. I mean, to me, the Rangers can't have enough. And, you know, competition is good, especially on the bottom six, because there's going to be, you know, zero tolerance for guys that have lackluster performances. And, uh, you know, Players like Gautier, players like, you know, um, uh, oh my God, uh, you know, McKeg and stuff like that. They're going to have to perform. And, you know, you see Reeves getting some time off, which I do think is much needed. You know, he's in, he's one of the oldest guys on the teams, if not the oldest, he's the old, oldest forward. Yeah, he's the oldest player in the, in the, in, on the team. You know, he doesn't need to be playing every single night. You know, speed is not his asset. You know, obviously he's there for more physical presence and, more of a, a swagger and gives us that, you know, confidence and, and that, uh, you know, uh, you know, gives us a backbone there. You know, I just think that the Rangers really do need more guys that know how to play the game, you know, know what it takes to be on a winning team. And this guy has been, you know, a pretty good asset for the Florida Panthers in terms of depth. And, 
you know, they, they're going for it, the Florida Panthers, right? So they're going to probably bring in a player like Giroux. So they need to shed, you know, those bottom six assets and, you know, say what you want. If you're adding any player from the Florida Panther this year, that's an upgrade, you know, and that's a very good hockey team. So the Rangers are very lucky to get Petrano. I, I just think it makes the most sense. Um, I hope there's another move, move, you know, in that ballpark. Um, you know, it, it's not like we're stuck with a contract. You know, if he ends up being a dud, he can go sign somewhere else next year. If ends up doing pretty well, maybe we give him, you know, a few year contract. And, you know, he's 28 years old. He's probably going to look for something that's, you know, going to take him to his probably early 30s. So, you know, who knows? You know, it. it it's the world is the Rangers oyster right now in terms of picking up free agency. You know, they, they can, um, you know, they, they can absorb some cap right now. Next year, it's going to be a little bit tighter, but you would imagine that decisions are going to be made about Strom and, and, you know, Hedl makes, you know, 2.3. That'll probably come off the books this year, uh, or, you know, including the summer, you know, Strom makes four and a half. That's either probably going to go down if he wants term or he's going to be gone off this team. Uh, you know, if you look at the Rangers save, I think a million dollars um, of dead cap uh, from the D'Angelo that makes it one of them goes down uh, the dead cap. So, you know, it'll be certainly interesting to see how the Rangers handle the rest of the trade deadline. Um, if the Rangers are going to be one of those teams that are like, you know what, we'll take your bottom assets if you're looking to make a move for some of the bigger players. And guess what? When you usually add those big players, it doesn't work out. Very rarely does it ever work out. Trust me, I know, we know as Ranger fans that adding these older names, older position guys at the deadline is not always, you know, the greatest move you can make. So the Rangers basically getting Vetrano for almost nothing have now gotten a guy that can play multiple positions, depth guy, uh, good character guy from what I know. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad the New York Rangers got him. All right, so what else do we got? I do want to talk a little bit about uh, the West because I do think it's a little bit important that, um, you know, you look out in the West, they're kind of screwing the trade deadline up. I know we've spoken about this a little bit before, but it's just so apparent now that a lot of these teams are almost like freezing. They don't know what to do, right? You have the Dallas Stars, you know, they made their decision, right? They're going to keep Pavelski. Um, they they might be buyers at the deadline, who knows? Um, but you know, they're a team that they're a point out of a wild card spot, right? Vegas is only one point ahead of them. Uh, Minnesota is only, uh, Minnesota is what five points ahead of them. Then you have Vancouver, which is tied with Dallas, right? But they played a, a few more games. You know, they think they're already in it. They already kind of said that Miller's not going to be traded. Um, most likely it'd be, you know, someone like Besser, which wouldn't be a bad move for the Rangers to go, you know, I'm just saying. And then you have Winnipeg who, of course, Andrew Kopp gets hurt. Uh, and the same thing happened with Arizona with Church and got, got hurt, like Chikrin, whatever the hell his name is. I mean, there, there's too many consonants in that, in that name, you know, these teams, even the Ducks, right? 65 points, 63 games played. I mean, they're right in there. They don't control their own destiny, but they feel like they're right in there. San Jose probably thinks they can make a move and, you know, jump up the standings. I mean, they're only eight points out and, you know, they, they played, you know, a lot. They've only played 59 games. So, you know, in terms, what, that's a three-game dis- difference with Vegas. They're, you know, if they win those games, they're only two points behind Vegas. So it's only a two-point swing, really, for 
for San Jose, who's sitting in the seventh out of the wild card spot. So that's just how tight it is. And I really do think that the West is really slowing down and gonna, yeah, gonna probably fuck fuck us as fans in terms of having a, a crazy off not off season trade deadline. So we're gonna see we're gonna see what uh, you know the Rangers do after you know with teams out in the West. You know, he had the 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 cop rumors, but he's he's hurt and I think he's had injuries in the past, I think with concussions or something. And, you know, you have uh Pavelski's off the board. You know, they spoke about the pet they acquired about Patrick Kane, but they've pretty much said that that's probably going to be an off season move if that ever happens. Um Chikorin is now hurt, so the Rangers obviously don't want him. You know, who knows if they're willing to trade uh Kessel. I think the Rangers would certainly benefit from a Phil Kessel move and there's another player that you can just take him off the Arizona Coyotes and for basically nothing I mean you're not going to get anything for Phil Kessel right now I mean it's a um you know as Arizona it's like there's no benefit in keeping them there's no pressure so you're going to get low balled here as if you're Arizona especially because your other assets or your main asset and Chikorin got hurt so we're going to see what uh Arizona decides to do with maybe getting rid of a couple of their veteran players uh, it'll be certainly interesting to see if Seattle becomes big time sellers and realizes that, you know what, we, we didn't catch the magic that the Vegas, you know, Knights caught when uh, they in their inaugural season. Seattle's got some assets that they can sell, you know, guys like Giordano, not sure what you're going to get for some of those guys. But, you know, even like Colin Blackwell, I'm sure you can trade them for, again, fourth round picks. And you know what, you collect enough picks. Maybe you can bundle them and move up a few spots and if you like some certain players. So it'll be interesting to see what Seattle does at the trade deadline. Uh, Chicago, is, again, is another one of those teams where, you know, I can see them doing absolutely nothing and I can see them, you know, moving some of the players that they have. It, it all depends, I think, on the morale in the locker room. They feel like they've been playing better as of late. Uh, Fleury said that he did not want to be traded, so they're honoring that. Uh, you know, they're going to have to talk to Patrick Kane and Taze during the offseason to see what they want to do. I know their their contracts are, are up, you know, that's 21 million. I think they make 10 and a half each. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry for that. Just laughing at how much money they, those two make, you know, that's coming off the books. You know, who knows? You know, Patrick Kane has been adamant uh, about retiring as a Chicago Blackhawk. That's what he has to say. Who knows if that's the case? You know, I don't know. You know, he's won his Stanley Cups. He's, you know, done it all in this hockey league. You know, is it time for him to go to Buffalo? Is it time for him to want to come to Broadway and, and play in the in, in big city? Who knows? Um, you know, and then coming back east, you know, Columbus is a team. You know, they're right on the cusp. They're they're a oh, middle-of-the-pack team. They're Right now, 13 points out of uh, potentially 11 points out of a wild card spot. You know, they're pretty much out of it. It'll be interesting to see how much they're willing to sell at the deadline. You know, you don't want to just blow it up once again, but maybe they do. You know, there are players like Domi that they want they might want to get rid of. And and, you know, who knows? You got Islanders that can't really do anything. Uh, Detroit is too young although they got players like mark stall that we mentioned that you know might get moved i mean mark stall would be a perfect seventh defenseman on any of these teams that want to just add 
a little bit of depth going into uh, you know the end of the season. And then, heaven forbid, someone went down in the playoffs. You have a guy like Mark Stahl who's having a pretty solid season with Detroit that could step in and be your sixth defenseman. You know, it's a perfect uh, plan B if you're a contender and a little uh, light in the defensive depth. Um, and then you have teams like Ottawa who are, have a ton of assets that are looking to trade. And Philly's been active. Obviously, they're going to trade Giroux. Montreal, I mean, geez, they can really do some damage uh, collecting draft picks, you know, assets. Uh, they're in a really good position uh, in terms of a rebuild and wanting to do that pretty quickly. Uh, yeah, they're in a really good spot for that because they are dead last. They're going to get a really good pick here in the first uh, first round. Actually, you know what? That's interesting. Let's look at Montreal Canadiens. I think they have a ton of draft picks already. They might be looking to add some assets, which the New York Rangers do have. So, um, yeah, they have two first-round picks this year. They have their own, which conditional, and then they have, which is, sorry, I'm still here. It's conditional. I'm not reading all this junk. They have two conditional first round picks. They have a second round pick. They have three third round picks. They have two fourth round picks. They have a fifth, a sixth, and two seventh round picks. So they have so many picks in this uh, in this year's draft, which is you know good for them. You know, they, they need to rebuild. They need to kind of recoup, you know, the depth that they kind of let go of from last from last year or two years. ago. Yeah, no, that was last year when, uh, you know, they made it to the Stanley Cup final. Um, or that might have been two years ago. I, I have no idea with COVID. The years don't matter anymore. So that's pretty much what I got. You know, the the New York Rangers are, are making moves. I think they're going to be shrewd as Andy uh, perfectly said. Uh, Drury's going to be smart, hopefully. He's going to be calculated, hopefully. And the New York Rangers are going to be in are going to be in desperate need of some depth players. I mean, if you just look at the month of March, like I said, the rest of the month is a gauntlet. The New York Rangers need as much depth. They need as much um, guys contributing up and down the lineup. They cannot expect their, you know, top six to bail them out of every single game the guys in the third line especially need to show up they need to put the puck in the net a couple times uh the fourth line needs to stay even defensemen you know they can't rely on fox and and lingren to play 22 plus minutes a night you know i'm glad keandre is getting you know the second most minutes out of out of the defensemen he deserves it uh he needs to do it he's young enough you know save truba you don't need to play him. Save Fox. You don't need to play him. Let Lindgren, the guy's a battler. Let him, you know, you know, even if you sit him out a couple times, right? And let Hayek play against, you know, the games like against the Devils and such. And even Buffalo. Let him prove himself against those teams. And, you know, if you have to sit Lindgren, you know, you want him perfectly healthy for the playoffs because playoffs are going to be rough. They're going to be tough. They're going to be... Uh, a grind and the New York Rangers are going to need every single asset that they have to perform at their best and be healthy if they have a chance to beat some of these teams in the East. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod and please rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet.
New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.